to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. Tonight we'll be joining our kindred on a very important night for them. Uh, Eloise is going to be meeting with the prince. And the previous night's activities have definitely shifted the di dynamic for the bellhops. Uh, Eloise has cemented her position as head of the coterie. Who knows if any dare to stand against her. Certainly none chose to as she was beating down Jeffy. Maybe he deserved it. Um, so a little bookkeeping before we um, intro for tonight. Jeffy, you're fully moved into the hotel now, right? So you, I have nowhere else you, to go. Is there like bagged blood or a bunch of rats or something I can eat in a pinch without going to the Walmart tonight? Because I feel like Eloise wouldn't let me go. And also I look like a fucking broken <laughs> You body. are pretty, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you are pretty disgusting right now. Um, do you? There would not be rats in or near the hotel. But if you walk a couple. I definitely walk. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just, do you I have, have a, you have iron gullet from getting my blood drained? Yeah. <laughs> and, do you uh, have um? Do you have iron gullet? I do. Yeah. I can drink literally any blood. Then Jeffy, you can make a check. All right. You know there's no rats around the hotel, but you do know that there's a. Uh, I mean, there's desert surrounding this area, and there's wildlife in the desert. So if you want to go hunting for animals that way, you could. Yeah. Maybe an um, armadillo. Or several. <laughs> uh, or a coyote. That's, I imagine there's coyotes out there. There's probably um, mountain cats of some kind. So if you want to do that, I think it's um, wits and survival. Okay. Uh, messy critical for five successes. Whatever right. that means. Uh, so messy critical. You take off into the desert the beast is very near the front of your mind and you do find an armadillo that <laughs> starts to slake your hunger, but there's more. And as you're doing so, the beast takes over and you enter a hunger frenzy and you are entirely animal. Yep. Uh, Jeffy does not ride the wave. He's antagonistic with his beast. So <clears throat> you, you tell me what happens. So, Set your hunger back to one. When you return fully to your senses and have control over your body, you are standing over the corpse of a mountain lion. I don't think Jeffy knows about Shep's, like, protection from mountain lions, right? Like, is that something that would have come up in our relationship to this point? Nothing, nothing would have come up mm. when you were there. All right. Yeah. So Jeffy, and uh, as you return to your senses, you feel that prickling sensation. The dawn is nearby, and you need to get back to the hotel. Post -haste. rush, rush back to the hotel, <laughs> covered in blood <laughs> of various animals, probably leaving a trail of animal carcasses through the desert in your blind attempt to slake your hunger. But you did so. So let's begin the evening with Jeffy in your new haven, I guess. You're staying at the hotel on a more permanent basis now. 
and Eloise has ordered you in the room furthest away from the room that she stuck Mama in. So, Jeffy, uh, you had all your things with you, I believe. Anything you cared to take from your, your old trailer? Um, I picture it all, in, in, your all in trash bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just heaped up probably near the door mm-hmm. where you just kind of dumped them. And you awaken in the hotel bed. Oh, it still hurts. He like rolls over, shifts his way out of bed. You hear like crackling and popping as his still like broken bones grind against each other. Oh boy. Guess I better check on mama. And he goes off to like shuffle his way. Uh, Can I say that his, uh, his like healed aggravated wound is like his lower half. So he at least has functioning legs. Maybe his like <laughs> yeah. neck wobbles from side to side or like one I think of his he's shoulders. Still got, like, really a, a little bit of a limp probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but, but yeah, your, your legs aren't completely shattered. Yeah. You can, you can walk on them under your own power. Um, <laughs> and then go to, I guess, do I know where mama's staying? I don't think so. Right. So yeah, I go to I go to the lobby, mm-hmm. I guess, to try to find Eloise. All right. Eloise, are you in the lobby already this evening? What do you do as you awaken? You've got the power now. You feel stronger, your blood thicker, perhaps. Yeah, Eloise arises and is like up and at um does still does her morning routine, but is like very feeling very confident and secure in herself and is like maybe even a little bit early to her post at the um at the front desk so not long after you take your post a battered jeffy limps in <clears throat> oh uh <clears throat> Hey there, Miss Eloise. Uh, reporting for duty. <laughs> uh, is my mama okay? Is she here? Yes. Good evening, Jeffy. I believe your duties are waiting for you in the bar. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you want me out, you know, talking to the public like this. And he gestures to his, like, crumpled body and head. Very good point, Jeffy. You can start with cleaning the toilets. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that was going to be more my speed today. Uh, Okay, well, will you just tell me, did you you kill her? Is Is she here? She's not dead, Jeffy, and I believe this conversation is over. Hmm. All right, well, toilets it is. And Jeffy heads off to just, like, clean the rooms, the bathrooms, I guess. Jeffy, do you feel like Mama is in danger right now? I think that's kind of what he's trying to figure out. Um, Mm -hmm. Would I be able to sense if Mama's in danger? I don't remember how that works with ghouls. Um, no, not specifically. 
Uh, it's more that she's she's your touchstone still. Yeah, exactly. And if she's in imminent danger, if you think that Eloise is imminently going to kill her, or perhaps has already killed her and is lying to you. Um, so I guess my ultimately my question is, do you actually go clean the bathrooms, or do you go try and investigate and see if she's mom is being held essentially prisoner somewhere? Can it be both? Can I go about cleaning the bathrooms, but in a way that's kind of like checking out what's happening in the Hotel Bel Muerte? The bar bathrooms would be like the restaurant bathrooms would be kind of on the opposite side of the hotel from the rooms. It would be a separate area. But if you're going maybe trying to pretend like you're cleaning the rooms, I don't know. I mean, that might get suspicious to Eloise because she didn't ask you to do that in particular. Well, I guess I guess I was unclear. Like, did you mean clean the bathrooms of the hotel or clean the bathrooms of the restaurant public space. So like bar bathroom, lobby bathroom. Yeah. That so makes then sense. Okay. Jeffy definitely like, uh, and technically it's four bathrooms, you know? Yeah. I think, um, <clears throat> so if that's the case and you're not asking me to clean all the bedrooms, he's not going to go out of his way. You see him like hunch, in a way that you're not used to with his head down, just like looking at the floor, probably pushing a mop and just like very much. um, He maybe like crackles his shoulder a couple of times where it's broken. uh, But he just kind of like quietly does what he's told. Mm -hmm. And again, like this is a, you know, Jeffy's always eager to please, but this isn't even like eager to please. This is just like, like a like a beaten dog, you know, just doing whatever you say, no matter what. And Eloise, would you kill Mama if you felt like you needed to? Would you even hesitate? I think Eloise would. I think that's not her chosen, like her preferred course of action. But if Mama presents a threat um, to the Coteries, like, I don't know, to the masquerade or to the coterie, then she's going to prioritize that. <laughs> so, Jeffy, I think um, Eloise is not even trying to hide her intentions here. That's the sense that you would get from her. She's not she's not gleeful to hurt Mama, but she absolutely will if she feels she needs to. Jeffy acts on nothing at this moment. All right, let's go to Shep out in the desert. You uh, presumably returned because uh, you went and fed from your herd. Yeah. Um, and you awaken in your cave. Do you have any nightly business? You know that Eloise is meeting with the prince. Uh, was it a coterie thing or just Eloise? Uh, I think it was kind of open-ended. Um, whoever Eloise might, uh, want there would be, certainly be invited. But, uh, of course, if you have other business, you can attend to that as well. There also wasn't a cert set time for it. It was kind of like Jason was going to make arrangements and let you guys know the next evening. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to head to the hotel because we got the info about the uh, Anarchs, sort of, mm-hmm. and we want to move on that. I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Very good. So you set out into the desert making your trek. Still making the walk, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't get tired, so I can run most of the way. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't get tired. You don't need to breathe. You're not out of breath. Yeah, it's still human-paced. Mm-hmm. 
What's what's top human running speed? <laughs> like uh, eight nine miles per hour, maybe. <laughs> I mean, a ten minute, uh, a six minute mile is pretty pretty good, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's go to Melinda then. Melinda, did you return to your haven last night, or did you stay with Foxglove in her room? I probably stayed with Foxglove. Mm-hmm. Um, did not leave her alone mm-hmm. <laughs> right after that big moment of hers. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So if we are in Foxglove's room, mm-hmm. I guess like um. The first thing Melinda would do waking up would be to figure out this whole, like, Molly situation. Like, she doesn't want that to just go. Like. So you awaken, your eyes pop open, and it takes you a moment to recognize the familiar surroundings of Foxglove's hotel room. Uh, You roll over in the bed and see that she is rousing next to you. Oh, good evening, Melinda. Foxglove, hi. Um, that was a very strange experience. I've never been pulled into sleep like that. Okay, as soon as the sun rose, it was it was really weird. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna lie, it was really weird. You know, I haven't thought about that in a long time. I guess you know, you just get used to it. Um, but I guess that. You know, there's a first time for everything now. Um, how do you feel, though? I feel great. Uh, I feel stronger than I've ever felt. I feel, weirdly, it's almost like I feel more alive now. You know, colors almost seem more vibrant. Uh-huh. How are you feeling, Melinda? Are you good with all of this? I'm good with it, if you're good. Um, I was concerned that maybe this whole thing wasn't going to work out, and then I had to... I was going to deal with your corpse, but I'm glad it worked out. We still have a lot of things to do together. And besides, you cannot leave me alone with Eloise. Yeah, what do you think happened to Jeffy, by the way? I don't know. But it must be really, really bad for Eloise to do something like that. (laughs) Maybe it was because he left us when we went into Elysium? Oh, yeah. What was that about? I mean, I wasn't there. I was here watching Molly. Molly, let's go check on her. And immediately, like, like uh, Foxglove is out of the bed, putting on a robe and tying it closed uh, and, and rushing to the door. Okay, calm down. Chill. Let's, let's take it easy. And I mean, Eloise said she had somebody to... Oh, go, go ahead. Uh, uh, Melinda is, like, getting off the bed and, like stretching even though she probably doesn't need it and then it's just to mess up with foxglove because she also wants to know like okay okay foxglove let's go and moments later 
Foxglove and Melinda stride into the lobby. Uh, Foxglove still in her pajamas and in a, in a robe over um, like shorts and a, a tank top. Are, how is Melinda dressed? Has Melinda like actually changed? Is she still mortal enough that she still like puts on pajamas to go to bed for the day sleep like Foxglove does? Or is that weird? You just like like fall dead in whatever clothes you were wearing. Um, I feel like if Melinda was in her house, she would put on the pajamas, but she doesn't have any pajamas in Foxglove's Oh, that's right. Room. You didn't bring any clothes with you or anything. Um... Yeah, I was going to say that maybe she put on something I was foxgloves, but no. Let's. She's still with the pink outfit from the night before. The previous night's outfit. All right, so foxglove yeah. in a, a silk robe and pajamas and uh, Melinda in last night's outfit. <laughs> Heloise, hi, are you here? Yes, good evening, Melinda. How are you doing? Good. Uh, how's, how's Molly doing? Molly's fine. Molly's in good hands. Um, not, who's, not to worry. Who's, whose hands? Um, so... Follow me into the office. Oh, no. That's never a good thing, Foxglove. So I'm actually not sure if Eloise is going to tell Foxglove. Mm -hmm. Um, she might say like, Foxglove, you you can go check on on Molly. Um, she's in room thirty nine B. Um, you can go fetch her and and take her off her caretaker's hands. Uh, yeah, that sounds great. And she'll immediately rush off to grab the spare key from the desk and uh, off to room 39B. Melinda, follow me into my office. Uh, okay. So Eloise shuts the door and says, So I, I think I have to bring you up to speed on some of the events um, that occurred last night. Um this new caretaker, did, did you happen to get a look at her at all? Um, no. You, I don't even know who she is. All right. How did we get her? Well, it was brought to my attention that, um, Jeffy found himself in a bit of a bind and, uh, well, made himself a ghoul, um, without my express permission. Um, and you might find when, when you meet this ghoul, um, that she bears a striking resemblance to our dear Jeffy. Um, huh. Hold on. <laughs> Say that again? You're, you're saying that, um, not only Jeffy did this without your permission. He made a ghoul and he's related to this ghoul? Yes, well, it, it certainly puts the kin in kindred, doesn't it? Um, and I, I think you saw the state of Jeffy last night and I, I think you'll understand then what I had to do. Hold on, who's, who's this woman? 
It's Jeffy's mother. Jeffy's mother? Mama is what he calls her. Um, did you, how can you trust that she can take care of Molly? And by this point, Melinda is like standing up, kind of like pacing around. Like she's kind of being, you know, respectful. She's not like, "Eh," but she's shocked. Yes, well, we didn't have a lot of options last night with Foxglove um, being turned. And I I think that what we'll have to do, Melinda, is keep a very close eye on Estelle. Um, That's her name. Um, And make sure that she doesn't pose any risks um, to the safety of our coterie. So I'm guessing this is why Jeffy looked away he looked yesterday? He deserved it. I fully support your decision, Eloise. Yes, we... We really can't be taking unmitigated risks, and we really can't be putting our our coterie in danger um, in these ways. And as you and I have discussed before, Melinda, we all have to keep each other apprised, and... Deception and taking risks behind my back will simply not be tolerated. Um, Eloise, I I have to be honest. I'm kind of glad you decided to start punishing us for our mistakes. After I have made a couple, I don't think I would have survived what you did to Jeffy. Well, thank you, Melinda. And And I can tell that, you know, you're really starting to buy into the... The hierarchy. We need hierarchy. It provides us with the with the structure that we need in order to be effective in this world. And um, to that end, I hope that you will help me to keep an eye on Estelle and make sure that she is following orders um, as they are given. And again, not not putting us at risk. Um, additionally. As I prepare for the upcoming meeting with the prince, I I think that what we want to do is to demonstrate our loyalty, but also demonstrate our our willingness and ability to to take orders from from the tower um, and demonstrate um, our ongoing uh, loyalty through through action and service. So yes, um, I agree. Uh, Just let me know what you need me to do and I'll do my best. Um, although, what are we going to do about Jeffy? Is he still going to be around? Like, anything is changing? Like, what's going on? Yes, well, I'm... I'm still considering how best to proceed with Jeffy. I, I don't think he'll be leaving us, um... Or anything like that. I think that he definitely needs to atone um, f- for what he's done, but I-, I don't think it would be fair to to do anything. Is this the reason he left us when we were in Elysium? That is my uh, assumption. Yes. 
Well, uh, let me know if you want me to keep an eye out for Jeffy as well. Um, I can keep him busy. Um, I might have a couple of meetings coming up. I will keep you posted, but um, I'll also make sure that Jeffy is healing well. After all, he is part of this group, part of this co coterie. So we should take care of each other, even though he deserved it. <laughs> yes, I, I I love your your instincts, Melinda. I think that's the right the right call. And once he finishes uh, his cleaning duties this morning, I I think I better um, talk to him. Sounds good. Um, anything else you want to talk to me about, or anything else you need from me? I do want to meet this Estelle woman. Yes, I, I think you should go and, and introduce yourself to her. Um, and like I said, just keep an eye on her and and I will let you know. I would like you to accompany me um, to our meeting with the prince um, tonight. Um, yes, yes, I'll go. After all, our meeting with the Anarchs went so well. I think we make a great team. <laughs> I agree, Melinda. <laughs> <laughs> Melinda will just nod and stand up and walk away. And sometime later, Shep arrives, finally, at the hotel after his long walk through the desert. You would see Eloise... Long jog. Long jog, yeah. Long sprint through the desert. Um, and you would see Eloise poised at the desk. I think at this point, Jeffy, did you start with the bar bathrooms and you're working your way to the lobby? Or did you start at the lobby and you're working your way out? Definitely the bar first, like mm -hmm. before anybody potentially comes in to see me in my broken form, just like <laughs> there into the lobby, wait for a new directive. Mm -hmm. So I think at the time you're coming in, Shep, you would see the uh, the caution wet floor signs and the, the entrance of one of the lobby bathrooms. Mm -hmm. You would see peaks of Jeffy mopping furiously. Trying its best. Maybe looking a little broken on the inside and outside. He got broke pretty hard. <laughs> <clears throat> evening, ma'am. Shep, good evening. Anything on the docket tonight? Yes. Um, join me in my office. She's just having meetings with everyone. <laughs> um, tonight, we are making our visit with uh, the prince. And it is my intention to use the diablerie of Deacon um, to demonstrate our, our loyalty to the prince, but also to use this as a, an opportunity to... Um, I don't know, re request additional um, duties. I, I think this is an opportunity to try and 
rise in the ranks of the Camarilla. The ship is just sitting, like, staring at you. Any thoughts? Uh, no. Fair enough. Is that, is that it? <laughs> so, um, yes, that's it, Shep. Um, I, I've, I've noticed that you've had, you have a good instinct when it comes to these political matters, and I'm coming to realize... What? Kind of cringe. He, he noticeably like cringes at that compliment. <laughs> I know, I know it's not your favorite thing, Shep. But I'd like to um, rely on your instincts, if that makes sense. And I hope that you will accompany me tonight um, as we go to visit the prince. If that's what you want, I'll be there. Yes. Any thoughts on the Anarch situation? Uh, yes, um, that's a very good point, Shep. Perhaps that's what we'll propose to Prince Renoir, um... To demonstrate our continued value to the organization. That's a very good idea, Shep. See, I knew I could rely on your instincts. Yeah, well, I figure this deacon thing might be... You know, getting us out of the doghouse. It'd be good to have something to actually impress her. I could not agree more. Well, let me know when we're heading out. I will certainly do that. And if you see, um, if you see Jeffy out there, um, you can tell him to stop by my office. Heading back to the lobby, Shep, you do indeed see Jeffy finishing up his early evening duties. Uh, you have the mop bucket, Jeffy. You're kind of um, probably wringing out the mop, the last of the dirty water. You've got your wet floor signs down. You did a really good job on this. I always do a good job. <laughs> Jeffy. <laughs> Hey there, Mr. Ship. Uh, having a good night so far? So far. Boss wants to see you. Uh, does she seem pissed off? Not particularly. Oh, hell. Oh, that's a relief. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this uh, handicap stall, and then I'll go... Uh... <clears throat> oh, my ribs... Uh, I'll go find her. Has uh, Jeffy changed since last night? <laughs> what what does he smell like? Blood. Blood. Oh yeah. Um, Chef, it's a pretty familiar scent. I think you can make a pretty easy check for this because he definitely does smell of animal blood of various types. 
And would you be using your heightened senses for this? If you smelled some animal blood, would you turn it up to see if you could smell specifics? Not unless I... I'll do a regular straight check. Okay. And then if it's suspicious... Okay. Uh, So wits and perception, then. Wits and perception... That is... Where's perception? Awareness. Or wits and awareness, yeah, for a perception check, yeah. Five... Uh, that's a three. Three. Yeah, that blood's very familiar to you, Shep. Eight senses. That only adds one to the roll. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to roll it again, but turning okay. up your heightened senses, you can definitely tell that within within the mix, there's several different bloods, including his own vitae on his, his clothing. Uh, but you definitely smell some mountain lion in the mix. Um, yeah, so, uh, first of all, is that a provocation? (laughs) Like, just instantly, is that a provocation? Or because Jeffy doesn't know your connection? Oof. Uh, I think he's gonna Mm -hmm. depends how this goes. Uh, I'm gonna so Jeffy, you see Shep kind of lean in at you. And Jeffy, like, leans back with a snap, crackle, and a pop. And then Shep is going to push you up against the wall. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, what you doing? Oh, Shep. What did you eat last night? The fuck? God damn it. My shoulder was all... What do you mean? What did I... I ate whatever I could find. Fuck. You smell like cougar. What? I d- Can you let go? That really hurts. Does Shep let go? No, he's just holding you there. So uh, when when you are like refusing to let go after Jeffy asks, he's like, oh, fucking hey, man. What the fuck, dude? I get drank by Miss Eloise and you're gonna treat me like this? What the fuck? I thought we were friends. Mountain lions are off limits. Do you understand? Why didn't you just say that earlier? What the hell? You gotta... Oh, dude, my shoulder is in four pieces. And I'll let him go. Oh, 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 fucking A. Fuck! You know what? What? What the fuck do you care about mountain lions so much anyway? Why and why didn't you fucking tell me if that was a thing that was off limits? And by the way, I had the beast taken over because Miss Eloise drained like all my vitae. And so I'm sorry, but ouch. Fuck. The last vampire that fed on a mountain lion around here was the one I killed in front of you. Okay, but yeah. Our kind doesn't wander that far. Usually, just keep it in mind next time. Communication would go a long way. Yeah, yeah, Shep. All right, no more mountain lions. Understood. Heard. Processed. 
fuck, can I get back to cleaning the shit out of this toilet and then go talk to Miss Eloise, please? Ship will walk away. And uh, you have heightened senses on, right? Mm-hmm. So you would hear Jeffy mutter under his breath like, I don't know why I fucking bother. Walk out into the sun, Jeffy. (laughs) (laughs) Jeffy's no good, very bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's cut to Melinda. You are in, you found your way to room 39B, where Molly and Mama have been staying for the last day or so. And as you open the door, you find Foxglove in there. Uh, she's engaged in a rather animated conversation with Mama. You overhear bits of it. It seems to be a story from, uh, a rather embarrassing story from Jeffy's childhood. And uh, Molly is happily watching cartoons on the, the TV in the room. Uh, everything seems to be fine. And as you enter, Foxglove looks over to you, uh, and Mama turns her head. Uh, Foxglove says, oh, hey, Melinda, Um, look, everything's fine here. And Estelle was just telling me some uh, pretty great stories about Jeffy. Oh, so you know who this woman is, then? Oh, yeah, this is Jeffy's mom. Did, mm-hmm. did, did, did Eloise tell you? Oh, yes, she did. Uh, well, she's here. She's, I, I guess she's being held prisoner. Um... Foxglove, do you understand how dangerous this thing is? Yeah, um, but we're all just playing a game here. And she glances over to Molly, who's not really paying attention, but she is within earshot. Um, Melinda will look at Molly. Remember, Foxglove, the rules, and these rules cannot be broken. And sometimes, sometimes, when they're broken, there's consequences. And that's why Estelle here is joining us, because of mistakes made. Yeah, I kind of figured there were some mistakes made. Um, Jeffy's mistakes, I'm assuming. Yeah, yes. Well, I am Melinda Hart, Estelle. Nice oh, hi. Estelle Robertson. Uh, nice, nice to meet you. Hmm. Now, so um, how... are you friends with that, um, <clears throat> that Miss Eloise? Friends, it's quite a word I do not. Is my Jeffy okay? Miss Foxglove here says she ain't seen him yet tonight, but I just want to make sure is is he all right? He don't he didn't look too good. I have not seen Jeffy actually. I came straight from uh Eloise's office, so I cannot tell you. Oh, well. And she looks like a, a bit dejected for a second. Uh, a sad expression crosses her face. But and then she replaces worry. it with a a Bit of a fake, but a pleasant smile. Uh, well, Miss Melinda, I'm very glad to see you. Uh, very glad to meet you. Um... Don't worry, Estelle. I was also going to go to my studio and prep some 
of my healing oils to give to your Jeffy. Well, you ain't seen him, but then you, you know he's okay. Um, he's as okay as Jeffy can be. Oh, well, do, do you think I might be able to see him tonight sometime? I'm afraid that's not my decision. Um, oh. but if you take care of Molly, good care of her, and nothing happens to her, I might put in a good word with Eloise. But that's a big if. Her face brightens up. Oh, you do that? Yeah, I'll take it. Molly and I are, are like, we're, we're best friends already. I, I I don't mind watching her at all. Um, Of course, if, if you could put in a good word to Miss Eloise uh, to, to see my Jeffy at the very least, uh, I, I'd really appreciate that, Miss Melinda. Um, Does Melinda know anything about Jeffy's uh, trauma with... No, right? Okay. You didn't even know his mother... He had any yeah. relationship okay. with her. Okay, that's that's okay. Um, well, I guess I can understand the worry of a mother. Um, well, anything you want to uh, ask me, or anything I should know about you, Mrs. Stell? Oh, um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, my There's Jeffy gave me a brief rundown about kind of how y'all work. Uh, I'm assuming you're one of them, uh, kindred. I am Miss Melinda Hart, owner of an Etsy store that works at a studio downstairs. That is my job. Oh. Um, all right, Miss Melinda, well, it's, it's real nice meeting you. Molly, how are you doing? Molly turns around from her show. Uh, pretty good, Miss Melinda. Um, I've just been watching cartoons all day. Um, just being quiet, like you and Miss Eloise said. Uh, I... I I like Miss Cell. She's nice. She seems a little scared, though. I guess everyone that comes here is a little scared at first. Don't you remember your first couple of nights? Yeah, it was pretty scary, but it's been all right since then. Then maybe you can help Estelle. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, um, I should get back to Eloise and figure out the situation with Jeffy. Um, Foxglove, are you staying here tonight? Uh, no, I think, um, I think Molly's gonna be okay. Um, I'll be joining you. I think what we have other you? business, probably. Yes, we certainly do. Um, okay. And um, Melinda is going to take a look at her clothes. Um, Do you have any jeans and t-shirt I can borrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know where all the stuff is. 
wonderful. I'll meet you downstairs. And I'm going to go change. And Melinda, as you are leaving uh, Mama's room, Estelle's room, uh, heading back downstairs through the lobby, you would see Jeffy finishing up his bathroom duties, coming out of the bathroom, probably putting things away in the janitor's closet, um, in the, all in the lobby. And he looks bad. He looks he looks very hurt. Uh, this is the first time you've seen him tonight, so he's healed a little bit from the, the savage beating that he took the night before, uh, but he still looks like a pitiful creature. Um... Does he is all the blood stains on his clothes, or does he have like some dry blood on his skin? Jeffy, would you like to describe your current state? So you can see that his clothes are covered in stains of blood and dirt because he did have an episode the previous night of uh, hunger frenzy. So he's dirty, he's bloody. You see, like, his occipital lobe on one side is, like, swollen up. You see, like, there's a dent in his forehead on the other side. One of his shoulders is slumped. One of his shoulders is raised, and they're both, like, off-center from where he's looking. Uh, But, like, uh, and maybe his, like, um, chest is a little bit concave, too. Uh, But he's moving around on legs that seem unbroken, and doing his best to like, I think you see him like cleaning off the tools and putting them away neatly as best he can. You probably see him wince a few times as he's like, Ugh, like trying to raise one of his arms to put things away. Uh, and okay. then eventually he'll notice you being there and be like, Ugh. oh, hey, hey, Miss Melinda, you going to beat me up too? Okay, when, where we are, is there a towel that I can, like, are we, where are we again? You're in the lobby. The lobby. Are we close to the bar? No, the bar's, like, down the hall from here. Okay. But I think there would be, like, like, room towels, probably in, in, probably in this custodian's closet that, uh, Jeffy's currently in. If okay, not room so, towels, yeah. then, like, rags for cleaning. Certainly, yeah, certainly rags, yeah. Okay, I'm definitely going to take one of the clean room towels, and I'm going to, um, probably there's, like, a faucet or something that I could wet the towel. Like, maybe there's, like, a sink on the, like, over there, and I'm going to wet the mm. towel. And probably going to start... Cleaning that um, wound close to your eye. Jeffy flinches the second you extend your arm towards him. Stay still. No, don't hurt me. I just want to help. Jeffy, so I've learned about your secret. Yeah, Will. Yeah. Not so secret anymore. I said stay still. And Melinda's going to keep cleaning. Maybe remove some of the dirt that she finds from wherever you were (laughs) that Melinda doesn't know. Yeah. Um, well, Jeffy, I do have to say something to you. And do not get mad. 
Remember, I am cleaning your wounds. I may have told Eloise that you deserve this because honestly, I was in shock. I was surprised that you were able to hold on to something that we've all lost at some point. But I also said that you deserved it because when I got my leg cut, I realized that the secrets that haunt us will make us weak. And I feel like you cannot keep secrets from your coterie. Linda feels that you're laughing, so she's going to push the towel harder into your wounds. Um, I said, stay still. Trust me, Miss Melinda, we understand each other perfectly. <laughs> and you're welcome, <laughs> by the way. Hope and you have I'm a good time welcome. with them <clears throat> Giovanni's. I think I am missing what you're trying to say, Jeffy. Oh, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just a good boy, remember? <clears throat> I got more bathrooms to clean, so if that's about it... I think someone threw up in the bathroom down the hall. <laughs> and then Melinda will throw the towel at Jeffy's face and walk away. Can he can Jeffy just like grab it and put it in the laundry bin? Yeah. <laughs> and Jeffy continues with I his duties. Like I want to say that that was like 25% a provocation towards Melinda. Was 100% a provocation towards Jeffy. <laughs> and yet I didn't ask for the role. Don't forget, uh, Eloise had some of these. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I'm going about my duties, finishing the last mm -hmm. bathroom, and then I'll go check on Eloise. Yeah. So you're finished now with the last bathroom. I think this is this encounter happened when you were like putting the supplies away. And uh, you continue on to find Eloise in her office. So you hear like a knock, knock, knock. And then the door opens and Jeffy peeks his head through like, <laughs> uh, Miss Eloise, Melinda said you wanted to see me. Yes, Jeffy, come on in. And he does. And Eloise just kind of assesses the, the state of him. He's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Admiring your handiwork, or is there some shame in it, Eloise? Eloise does not feel shame. She feels like she was doing what she had to do, and that um, she has definitely noticed among all of the coterie the like 
increase in the amount of like respect. Um, <laughs> I hope you understand it's 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 not my intention to bring any harm to Miss Estelle. But you must realize that if she does anything to compromise our coterie, then my hands will be tied. I expect you to make sure she understands the rules um, and abides by them without question. Yes, Miss Eloise. Thank you, Jeffy. Uh, one other item for you, Jeffy. Um, $2,500 is what you took from from my business. Can you explain to me why? And tell the truth now. Mama was dying. <laughs> Does Eloise have enough humanity for to feel anything? Oh God, no. Let me read a description. Let me read the description of five humanity. Um, just to give you some context of where you are sort of morally... At this point, you've been around the block. Most neonates and some ancillae fall into this range. You've internalized pain and anguish, and you begin to accept it as part of existence. You don't particularly care about mortals one way or the other except for pets and touchstones and the like. After all, you're never going to be mortal again, so why bother? You're selfish, you lie like it's second nature, and you may manifest some minor physical eeriness or malformation, such as an unnatural hue to the eyes. Hmm. Okay. But she can understand why you would steal, like, maybe. Yeah, You. Yeah. certainly you I, can understand yeah. that. It's just, like, to you, you have no feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I understand, Jeffy. Um, tonight, I want you to replace that money. Yes, Miss Eloise. Thank you, Jeffy. That will be all. Jeffy silently turns and walks out of the room. What is Jeffy thinking right now? What's going on in Jeffy's Malkavian brain? This is some bullshit. <clears throat> Everybody else fucked up way worse than I ever did. Uh, Miss Eloise is keeping a way worse secret than I ever did. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but... Uh, well, for now, I'm going to go fucking rob an armored car. I'm a good boy. I've been a good boy. All these guys have been assholes and I'm fucking getting blamed for one fucking slip up, one fucking slip up that I fucking covered and uh, uh, fucking Miss Melinda lost a leg and she's going to come to me talking some bullshit about how it's I deserve it after I pulled her ass out of the fire. She texted me. I didn't text her. That's that's how Jeffy's brain is right now. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. <laughs> All of this conflict so is making me uncomfortable. Honestly, <laughs> it's making me regret making Melinda do all those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do your actions have consequences? <laughs> <laughs> it was oh all fun goodness. and games in the moment. Uh, it was all fun and games in the moment. <laughs> and uh, if anyone's paying attention to the restaurant, Jeffy grabs the double barrel off the top of the uh, bar. Hmm. 
Yeah, Jeff, it's you're fine. milling about. I think you would. I think you would definitely see Jeffy doing this. <laughs> you going to hunt something? <laughs> Miss Eloise's orders. Um. No offense, Jeffy, but you don't look like you're in any kind of shape to get in a tussle. Miss Eloise's orders. Uh, why don't you sit tight a moment? Uh, he's just loading shotgun shells into the gun and into his uh, pockets. I'm going to go find Eloise. <laughs> yeah, also, probably a good idea. My, wouldn't I see this from my studio or at least hear it? Because I thought the studio was next to the restaurant. To the yeah, to it's, that it's on the way. I would say make a perception check to see if you hear it, because I don't think he's being particularly noisy in what he's doing. I got three. Yeah, I would I would think you would hear um, some commotion going on in the bar. See, so, yeah, I'm going to head to uh, the front, either Eloise's office or if she's at the front desk. <laughs> and I'm coming out of my studio with a bowl and I'm mixing probably like some lotion to give to Jeffy as well. So like <laughs> he's with like a bowl. And a, a so you're kind of like standing in the doorway, watching down the hall towards the bar. Yeah, just yeah. Just like a nosy neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely Melinda's nosy neighbor moment. Like, oh, a commotion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like your ears perk up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on. <laughs> like I missed the beat town last night. I'm not going to miss round two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Shep, you find Eloise. Eloise, are you still in your office? Or are you at the front desk now? Um, She's probably, I don't know. In her office, let's say. <laughs> um, well, knock on the door. Come in. Um, ma'am, did you tell Jeffy to go prepare for battle? That is not the instruction exactly that I that I gave him. Um, you see, Jeffy stole um quite a large sum of funds from the hotel. And I told him to make sure that he repaid me the money that he took. How he intends to do that is on him. Be that as it may, if he goes out and gets himself torpored, we're going to have a much bigger problem. Eloise is just annoyed. Ugh. Like, do I have to fix everyone's problems? Shoes. Go and stop him, Shep. Wait, weren't you... Wasn't Melinda trying to get you before you left? So you're not starting the car yet. No, he's loading his gun. Yeah, Melinda just came out of her studio to figure out what is all this fuzz. 
So I but don't if know Jeffy if... passed you to go back out to the parking lot, would you stop him? I think I would follow him. Okay, so you're just watching, still mixing the lotion as he's like, on his car. I I stand by. I'm trying to get the El Camino to turn over. Um. Okay, wait. Okay, so as he starts trying to get the car, start. Jeffy, what, what are you doing? Miss Eloise's orders. Then. The orders are to start the car for us? Gotta pay back the money. What money? Might as well just ask Miss Eloise. Miss Eloise orders. Gotta pay back the money. Jeffy, you're in no condition to leave the hotel. Come on, I am mixing this for you. I think this will help. Get out of the car. Miss Eloise orders. And you're all, you, like, I think everyone right now would notice this is like some Malkavian shit. He's fixated on mm-hmm. being a good boy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, this is this is also Eloise's order. And I'm going to look back to see if Eloise and Shep are anywhere to yes. be found. So at this point, uh, I think you are uh, emerging from the office coming out to the parking lot. Eloise, are you accompanying Shep or did you just send Shep? I just sent Shep. Okay, so you just see Shep coming out. I probably told Shep um, to, like, make sure he doesn't do anything stupid, but it's his responsibility to fix this. Um, understood, but maybe let him wait till he's back in full shape. I'll take that under advisement. And she gives you a look that's basically like, get the fuck out. Alright. Um, so I'll head out to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You see Melinda kind of weakly trying to stop. And I'll just yell over. The El Camino windows are down, I assume. Yeah. Oh, he says put a pin in it for now. Jeffy, did you hear Shep? All right. And the door opens and he steps out and just like walks by without looking at either of you. I'm going to run to Shep. And he he walks to the office just in case nobody stops him like he's going back to the office. Yep. Shep, what what is this thing with the money? Uh, Don't know the full story, but apparently he stole some money from the hotel. How much? I don't know, but Eloise asked him to get it back tonight. <sighs> um, okay, what should we do then? <sighs> Not entirely sure. We've both been asked to go to this meeting which leaves Jeffy on his own. Hold on, okay. On the brink of, well, oblivion. What if we get the money? 
<laughs> well, um, I'm wearing all that I own. I have an idea. Okay, hold on to this ball, keep mixing, um, and then go five times to the right and then five times to the left and continue that pattern. I'll be right back. And I'm going to run to my studio. Okay. Uh, Jeffy, I think you're going to get to the office first before any of this happens because they didn't follow you in. So you head back straight for the office. So for Eloise, the door would just open... It wouldn't slam open, right? Just like a regular open. But Jeffy walks in with his double barrel like over his shoulder. And he's just like, Shep said you wanted to talk to me. That wasn't exactly my directive. But since you're here, Jeffy, I still want you to repay me my money tonight. But just... Don't do anything stupid. Consider the state that you're in and consider all of the ways that you can go about doing this. Walmart's armored car comes at 2 a.m. I'm just going to take it. And what if they have weapons of their own? Well, if I do it right, they don't need to know that I'm there. I'll be invisible. You know what I can do. Either trust me or don't, Miss Eloise. I'm just doing what you tell me. <laughs> Eloise is so annoyed that she's getting involved in the ins and outs of how you're doing this because she actually doesn't care as much. So she's just going to be like, just make sure you get out of it in one piece, Jeffy. We don't need any more risks. Yeah, yeah, no witnesses. I get it. I'll be a good boy. You leave the office then, Jeffy? You head back out to your El Camino? Still kind of early in the evening for a 2 a.m. heist. What is your intention, Jeffy? Do I still have my phone? I think so, yeah. Good to know. For now, uh, I'm just getting away from the Bella Muerte. And as a test i text mama heading out from the hotel if you have your phone just let me know and i'm gonna go to where i know the like garda uh armored car service for like the you know the nightly money for walmart gets dropped off like mm -hmm. i'm going there and sending that text to see if i have a line of communication to mama so i guess this is a question for eloise did you confiscate Mama's phone when you deposited her in the room? <laughs> yes. Are you watching it to see if there's any activity on it? Um, I feel like would Mama have a real? What would Mama's like ringtone and text tone? Okay, I, definitely Mama's Mama's a boomer, so definitely the the all of the alerts are on and they are on full volume. Yeah. I was thinking, um, do 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 do. So, uh, so as soon as the text comes through for Jeffy, uh, I assume you probably have it stashed in your desk. You yeah. hear the text alert tone go off. Eloise sees it, and then just like closes the drawer. Yeah. So no, at least no, no immediate response. Uh, response. While uh, Jeffy is off on his 
little side adventure. Back at the hotel, uh, Melinda, I believe you were heading to your studio. Was Is that right? Um, so probably she took way too long to find it. And then, you know, Jeffy already left. Yeah, it's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, but she was going to go get her checkbook and like run back to where, um, well, she knew like he was going to the office. So she's probably heading back. Jeffy, I can help you. I got this. And then he's probably see that he's gone. So then um, he will. Yeah, but as as you were coming out to the <clears throat> lobby to go to the office to do this, uh, you see Jason striding in through the front doors. In this time, he has parked his car. And uh, Shep, are you still? Where are you? Are you still like outside? No, I went in. Okay, so you would um, if you're in the lobby, you would see him uh, coming in as well. I'm probably back in the bar. I left the bowl. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Okay. Very good. <laughs> um, oh, Eloise is gonna. Can Eloise find Shep and tell Shep to trail him just in case anything? Oh, sure. Happens? I love that. Yeah. Shep, you better trail him just to make sure nothing goes sideways. Um. All right. Uh. I can probably track the El Camino, but he'll have a hell of a head start. Well, better hurry. All right. I'll take care of it. Melinda! Shep, <laughs> oh, have you seen Jeffy? I got my checkbook. Maybe it could help him? He's gone. I need to borrow your ride. My Vespa? The pink one? I need, I need to follow him, and I can't smell very well in a van. Oh, um, sure. Um, let me get you the keys. Um, you would have to wear your helmet. Safety first. And I come back with the keys and the, the helmet. Absolutely does not fit my head. <laughs> she like sits on top <laughs> yeah <laughs> take care of it it's one of my favorites do my best <laughs> so I guess I gotta track a fucking El Camino yep yep <clears throat> so go ahead and uh, I'm assuming you're gonna use your heightened senses for this oh yeah so roll your uh, your wits and awareness plus your senses Five. Five successes. Uh, yeah, you can pick up on the uh, the scent of the El Camino. The familiar musty aroma of the interior with the windows down. Cool. Um, then I will... <laughs> it's faint. You know he's got a, a decent head start on you. Um, but you're on, you're on the tail. On his tail. Uh, and as the Vespa is pulling away... Uh, you see Jason's car pulling into the parking lot, Melinda, as you're heading back inside. Uh, he parks near the door and steps out, uh, wearing a very nice uh, suit with a red, like a blood red scarlet dress shirt and a black tie, uh, looking very much the modern day warlock.
Ah, good evening, Melinda. Then hi, welcome. I trust everyone is well. Um, we can go inside, discuss, uh, is, is Eloise available? Um, I, I think so, yes, yes, follow me, follow me. And as you lead him inside to the lobby, uh, back to Eloise's office. Um, Eloise? Excuse me, um, I have Jason here. Yes, um, come on in, please. The Keeper of Elysium enters and seats himself across the desk from you. Good evening, Eloise. Trust everything is in order this evening. Good evening, yes. Um, we're doing quite well here. And and how about yourself? Ah, yes, very well. I, uh, I reached out to the court with your request, and I am happy to tell you that uh, the uh, prince will be stopping by here this evening. Uh, she has decided to make the trek out. I, I told her about Deacon, uh, or rather I passed the message along about Deacon. Uh, I haven't spoken to her directly, um, mm -hmm. but she will be making her way here uh, within the hour, I would think. Great. Um, that's great news. Um, she she might feel a little bit ooh, nervous. Can she feel nervous at this humanity? She can feel, yeah, yeah. You can feel nervous for yourself, certainly. You're like all selfishness. Um, so essentially what happens as your humanity devolves, more and more your beast takes over. So you become more and more animalistic, more selfish, uh, self-serving, self-preserving. Okay. Um, very good. Very good. Yes. Um, we will be ready to meet her acquaintance um, as, as soon as she arrives. And... Um, Jason, thank you uh, for your assistance in um, arranging. Oh, yeah, you know, um, such displays as yours uh, will get noticed around here. Yes, and, and if there's anything that we can do to um, be of service to you as well, uh, I want to extend that uh, offer um, to you. I will bear that in mind, thank you. Well, uh, I have some business with Melinda and Foxglove, if you don't mind. Very well. Uh, um, okay, Mel Melinda, you, uh, perhaps we can convene in your studio. Yes, yes, of course. Um, goodbye, Louise. See you around. Yes, take very good care of our guests there, Melinda. Always, yes. Um, and then I'll probably also text Foxglove to, um... Meet me in the uh, at the studio. Mm -hmm. So the three of you convene in the studio. The three Tremere. How well, can we help you, Jason? I just wanted to check in, uh, make sure everything with our little experiment last night has gone well, continued to go well. And uh, he looks over Foxglove, who appears as a normal kindred now. Looks like everything is in order. Everything seems good, yes. Nothing strange. I was hoping the two of you might be able to join me at the Chantry later this evening. Um, yes, yes, we've agreed to come join. Um, would this be happening before or after 
the meeting you'd set up with the prince. Oh, has, has Eloise asked you to attend the meeting? She has, but perhaps then, I can... No, no, no. Our business can wait. Uh, join me at the Chantry when you can. I have other matters to attend to this evening, so I won't be sticking around for the meeting, unfortunately. Okay. Um... But, and he will pull out a, uh, a little slip of paper and write an address on it and slip it to you. Meet me here when you can. Uh, com commit that to memory and burn it, please. I'll do that. Um, uh, it's been a while since Melinda's been part of one of these, right? Like, since she's visited the... Yes. The, the and this chantry. is not a familiar... The Chantry. And this is not a familiar address to you. Um, should I bring anything? Uh, if you'd like to bring your own uh, ritual accoutrement, that would be welcome. But of course, we have our own supplies. Okay. Well, I am... We are looking forward to joining you later. Right, Foxglove? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, of course. Yes, uh, very looking forward to it. Uh, I'll bring my ritual accoutrement. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, well, anything else I can help you with, Jason? Uh, no, I think that concludes our business for now. I look forward to seeing you both later. Wonderful. Can't wait. And with that, he takes his leave. Okay. Um, is, when is the prince arriving? Uh, he said within the hour, so imminently. Okay. Um, I think, uh, oh my god, I was gonna say Rosa. Um, what's my name? Melinda. Um, sorry. Melinda will go, uh, and tell Eloise that she, as soon as the meeting with the prince is over, she will be leaving with Foxglove. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you, so you go find Eloise in her office. No, Eloise, no. how are you preparing for the, the prince's arrival? You know she's coming within the hour. Um, Eloise is surely tidying things up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> she's making sure that um, everything is erased from the whiteboard. <laughs> um... The yeah, she's mostly just like tidying, Ner mostly nervously. Um, who is she? Might go and give Mama a visit, mm -hmm. just to preemptively be like, "You better shut the fuck up mm -hmm. <laughs> for the next hour or so." Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You were, you were able to thoroughly terrify Mama, so she does not um, resist at all. Okay. And then I think you would see Jason leaving following uh, their meeting, and you would run into... I think... Uh, I imagine Eloise and uh, Melinda kind of bumping into each other in the lobby. Well, Melinda, I, I believe we are just about ready for our 
uh, esteemed guest to arrive. Yes, um, yes we are. Um, Foxglove and I might have to leave as soon as the prince is gone. Uh, Jason has invited us to join him in, um, some Tremere business. Um, very well. I, I think that your reconnecting with your kind, I, I think, is strategically important. So, th that's all well and good. Just be careful. Of course, yes. Um, you think Shep would be back before the prince arrives? I'm not certain. But if he's not, oh. then I'm sure that... Um, we can handle handle the meeting and we'll bring him up to speed when he gets back. Yes, of, of course. Yeah. Um, I guess I should have practiced my social skills this evening. <laughs> yes, well, Melinda, just give a curtsy, listen in, um, but I'll do, I'll do the talking. I'll, I'll let you know if there's anything that um, I'll, I'll need you to respond to. I like that plan a lot. I can do that. Yes. Yes. Very well. And with that, we move our scene back to Jeffy. So, Jeffy, you are driving, heading over to, to where the armored truck will eventually be, is, was your intention? Yeah, uh, like... I... The Walmart armored truck, I feel like Jeffy, he wasn't scouting it per se, but he goes to the Walmart in the middle of the night enough to know like when it's going to be there. And mm -hmm. so he's pretty much clocked it around 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. So Jeffy, as you were pulling into the parking lot of the Walmart, um, are you going to park your El Camino in the usual spot? Or are you going to like... I mean, it might be suspicious if you pull around, like, behind the... Or no, the I, I was going to say, like, the, the regular old spot, and then mm -hmm. um, I was going to turn on um, uh, Unseen Passage and mm -hmm. be invisible and just kind of go chill out at a light post near where the, um, the like, mm -hmm. armored car is supposed to come. All right. So make a rouse check for Unseen Passage. Still one hunger. All right. And uh, as you're kind of hanging out for a little while, um, this is a, this is one of those like sprawling Walmart super center parking lots. And uh, you hear a little bit of a commotion going on kind of near your El Camino. <clears throat> hard to tell from your vantage point if it's uh, around your car or, or anything like that. Um, but there's some loud music playing. There are loud voices. There's uh, something going on back there. I mean, I'm invisible. Can I just, like, take a Yeah, you can, you can stride on out a little bit, um, leaving, leaving your post. Uh, <clears throat> and heading further into the parking lot, back towards your car, uh, you see... One row over, there are several motorcycles that have been parked. And a familiar group are loudly playing music, causing a ruckus. Some of them are lightly harassing other shopping passerbys. 
<clears throat> you recognize the Anarchs. Does it seem like they picked my car in particular, or is this just a coincidence? It seems like a coincidence. They don't seem to have any particular interest in your car. They're just also in the kind of shady, like, broken light post part of the parking lot. Is there a spot in the parking lot that I can wait for the armored car and keep an eye on the Anarch's kind of uh, bullshit? And second question, does Shep have a phone? I don't think so, Mm. but... Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But I know Eloise does. Never mind. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to keep an eye on them and uh, assess the situation. I will shade closer to paying attention to the Anarchs as opposed to uh, waiting for the armored car if that changes the narrative. Well, you know, you probably still have several hours to wait for the the armored car, uh, whereas the Anarchs are here right now. All right, then uh, you get closer to the Anarchs and uh, you hear some conversation between them. Uh, like, yo, fuck, man. Did she say to meet us here? Like, like you got the time, right? This is the right fucking Walmart, right? Uh, yeah, dude. She said to meet her here like around uh, midnight. It's not quite midnight yet. It's like 1130. So we're kind of early. Like, fucking chill out. She'll be here. Uh and that's that's basically what you catch over there, their music and uh, the banter of the, you know, the rest of them. Mm, I'm doing some Nosferatu shit right now. I'm invisible mm-hmm. all up in their shit trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. All right. So I also have that, Silence of Death. May that be. Uh, OK, yeah, you can have that turned on, too. So you're also completely silent. Uh, and at this point, Shep, you are tracking jeffy's el camino and uh you track it to the walmart all right um well when i see that it's going to the walmart mm-hmm. um i'm gonna drop off the vespa near like a spot near the entrance mm-hmm. to the lot and then go on foot from there mm-hmm. so, so you would you would track uh jeffy's el camino and you would see uh, nearby, the Anarchs. So, uh, I am going to try to not be seen by them. Uh, you said this is kind of an area where the the lights are busted? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna find, like, uh, a dark patch and kind of post up between some cars and keep an ear mm-hmm. on them with my heightened senses. So then I guess my other question is, would Jeffy see Shep? Because Shep was kind of heading, tracking Jeffy's car first. So is Jeffy, would you potentially see Shep? Because you're invisible. Like, I mean, I am now like paying attention to my surroundings. So I guess, I mean, I don't know. Like, would I? Depends on how far away they parked and how attentive I well, was Well, they're being. close to your car. They're like one row over from your car. Um, is where the Anarchs are. So I think it would be, you know, within your range of, of where you're observing potentially. I would say that if, however close I or far I was that I noticed Anarchs, mm-hmm. I'm at that point moving stealthily. Mm-hmm. 
Should um, I like perceive or if I choose, can I notice that Shep is here? I would, Jeffy, because you're obfuscated, I would let you notice before Shep starts stealthily. Um, the Anarchs aren't going to notice, though. They're they're completely self-involved, so um, they, they would have to beat a stealth check. But, Jeffy, because you're obfuscated and observing your surroundings, um, I think you would potentially uh, spot Shep. Well, good to know, but Jeffy clocks Shep moves towards Shep with silence of death and also still invisible, does not make his presence known. Mm-hmm. You're, you're with Shep now, essentially. And he Very doesn't good. know it. As long mm-hmm. as I can still hear and pay attention to what's going on with all these dudes, like, but, but like, I'm basically like, oh, Shep's here. I'll go n- move near towards him so that he doesn't get like insta jibbed or whatever. But mm. <laughs> nah, I don't want him to know that I'm here right now. He fucking mm. shut fucked up my shoulder earlier. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, you're you're observing the anarchs. Shep, you are moving stealthily now. Um, they're not really paying any attention to you or anything actually coming from the direction of the Walmart itself. Um, so you're able to to kind of duck behind some cars without having to make any checks yet. With the loud music that they're playing, would um, would that override my heightened senses for hearing? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. I'm gonna have to rely on normal hearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to keep tabs on them for now. All right. So you and are... I do know that Jeffy can go invisible, so I assume I'm not gonna find him visually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but you do know that you know his El Camino is here, so he's certainly here right. somewhere. Yeah. Um. All right. So you are watching, observing, and after probably another fifteen minutes of the Anarchs almost impatiently waiting, Shep, you see a rather familiar bird swooped down from the sky and in the shadows of the darkened area of the parking lot shift its form into that of your sire, Alma. And she approaches the group of Anarchs. Immediately they silence their music, or rather turn it down. I don't think they turn it all the way off. Then I'm going to activate my heightened senses. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're able to hear their conversation. Uh, Claudius uh, immediately strikes a more deferential tone. Uh, we've, we've been waiting like you asked, boss. Um, we we got the old man. Uh, he stashed at our place uh, just uh, just like you asked us to do. And, uh, and we're here. And Alma approaches the group. You've done well, boys. I knew I could entrust this to you. We'll get my old home back. And what I have lying in the basement will make it all worth our while. They seem to celebrate for a moment, uh, seeming like something might go right for them for once. Well, 
I think it's safe enough to uh, reconvene at the clubhouse, Alma says to them. I'd like to see the old man before any deals are struck. I'm interested to meet Colette's old nemesis. And with that, she steps back into the shadows and transforms back into the falcon. Flying off into the night, the anarchs have been to gather themselves, seeming a little happy maybe for once. And if you don't, if you don't intervene or make your presence known, they will leave the Walmart, driving off into the night. Damn, it is an opportunity to follow them. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Chef, what are you doing? Fuck. I am going to sit tight and finish the job. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Very good. And we're going to be coming back to the Hotel Bella Muerte. So we'll need uh, Melinda and Eloise. And then uh, Eloise, is, are you bringing Foxglove in on the meeting too? As like, you know, as much of coterie representation as possible um no because i mean she's full she's full kindred now you know i mean she's full kindred but unauthorized so uh eloise probably doesn't want to draw attention to that mm. yeah i don't want to deal with that because i feel like we would need to explain how did it happened and i don't i don't <laughs> it's like go, go talk to your keeper of elysium <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not do it. Okay. Uh, so just you and Melinda then. Yeah. And where do you intend to have the meeting with the prince? Because um, you do you did erase the dry erase board in your office, but there's still probably a fair amount of blood stains from. Yeah, she the amount of bloodshed go... that there's been. Surely there's some kind of like, I don't know. She had a her like preferred. Um, oh, she does room. have her preferred room. Yeah, yeah. Room three nineteen. Yes. <laughs> Not 39B. Different room. Yeah. <laughs> Different room. Very All far right, so you away. Prepare, uh, <laughs> yeah, you prepare the uh, the prince's preferred room then. Yep. Um, and since Jeffy's not there, Eloise, as she's kind of, like, preparing, she'll, like, change out the, like, shitty art in the room because she always likes to keep it fresh for <laughs> the prince. <laughs> You know your prince is a Toreador. She appreciates that on some level, I'm sure. Yeah. Even though Eloise's taste is trash. It's probably yeah, like a yeah. shitty, like... <laughs> Eloise is a disgusting five humanity Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a flower on it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Put a bird on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and how is uh, how are Melinda and Eloise attiring themselves to meet the prince? Um, <laughs> Melinda, I'm assuming you're dipping into foxgloves. Um, yeah. Attire. She doesn't have anything formal, really. Um, you can find like a little black dress, but it's like very short. Um, if it's very short, then maybe Melinda will mix it up with some tights. I don't know, like. Um. Yeah, you could do that. And then does can Melinda find a not that crazy jacket at least? 
Do you have it? Yeah, I, I'm sure she probably has like a simple like leather like biker jacket. Um. She doesn't have anything formal. Yeah, and nothing colorful, right? Like not. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, then let's go for it. Like the black short dress with the tights and then the leather jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Doc Martin boots, probably. <laughs> Very anarchic. <laughs> well, probably Melinda can still use the shoes from. The That's true. Yeah, you can still wear your your same shoes. Yeah. So it'll be all black and pink. And pink shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and Eloise, how are you dressing to meet the prince? So this is an. She wants to dress nice. Um. So she wears her nice outfit, which is the same outfit she wore to Elysium. Mm-hmm. Which is a boxy, ill-fitting dress. <laughs> And like white tights that are kind of like falling down. All right. Uh, so and shoes you that buckle. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> so you are uh, awaiting the prince's arrival, and you don't have to wait too long before a very expensive black Cadillac pulls into your parking lot and parks right at the front doors. A sharply dressed, buff, tall man steps out of the driver's seat, uh, dressed in what looks like a classic chauffeur's uniform, uh, rippling muscles, though. Uh, he steps to the back door and opens it, and out steps Prince Renoir. She is dressed in a smart burgundy evening gown and she has a white mink stole about her neck looking very classic hollywood she is draped in diamonds her hair is immaculately pinned up she looks like a movie starlet and she enters your lobby the chauffeur holding the door and following her silently Good evening, Eloise. Good evening, Melinda. Good evening. She ex- she extends her hand to you. It is a pleasure, as always, to, to have you in our humble hotel. Uh, Eloise is going to kiss the ring. Very good. M- Melinda just does what Eloise... <laughs> yeah. Eloise yeah. will give her an encouraging <laughs> nod. Yeah, but um, Melinda will um, always stand behind Eloise in a like kind of like diagonal to Eloise, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, in a deferential position, perhaps. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right, right this way, Prince Renoir. We have your preferred room um, set up for uh, for this evening. Very good. I know the way. And she will stride ahead of you to the room very confidently. And as she gets there, she will produce from her handbag her own key to the room. And she lets herself in. She immediately lounges on the couch very comfortably. She removes her stole and drapes it around the back. Eloise is going to... Oh, you notice that she briefly admires the art. 
or at least the attempt. <laughs> Eloise is going to come in. Surely there's like, I don't know, some shitty desk or like, I'm imagining like a little tiny round table with maybe two or three like chairs. Um, so she's going to um, sit down at the table. She isn't going to presume to like make herself comfortable on any of the other furniture. Um and um, sit down and, and first of all say like thank you very kindly um, Prince Renoir for um, taking me up on my, on my request to um, meet your acquaintance this evening well I will admit I was fascinated when you resolved the blood hunt so quickly I was impressed Eloise is going to, like, smile and then, like, just for an instant and then, like, contain herself. Yes, well... But you realize that our work is only half done. We've taken the traitor, but not his infernal master. That was actually, um, precisely what I was hoping to speak with you about, um... We're hoping to be able to show that we can be of more use um, to your organization. And so if there's something we can do to help procure um, Mr. Dubois, then we absolutely want to do that and, and demonstrate, um, again, our, our usefulness to you. rather appreciate your uh, willingness, Eloise. And I know that you are well-versed in the traditions of our court and of the Ivory Tower. Of course. And you know that the court requires certain duties and positions that are vital to our continued survival of course the prince stands at this point what I am saying Eloise is that this domain cannot be without a sheriff in these times and as you have demonstrated your effectiveness thus far I am offering the position to you with your first <laughs> task to track down the Anarchs and secure that wretched Dubois for me. <laughs> Melinda's going to gasp very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> so Eloise is, is like completely taken aback, but also this is like her wildest fantasy to like move up the ranks. Um, so she's gonna... Um, She's going to kind of, like, fall fall on her knees and, like, bow in a, in a really awkward way. And, like, over the top because she can't contain herself and, like, be cool. And, she, and she's like, it would be my greatest honor. Melinda, as you are behind Eloise, 
you notice as soon as she drops into this bow, a pleased grin come across Renoir's face. She definitely appreciates this display of groveling. Um, Rise, Sheriff. Bobbitt is your surname? Yes, Eloise Bobbitt. And she, like, straightens out her wrinkly dress. Secure Dubois, and I will be pleased to hold your ceremony at the next Elysium. It will be done. Do we have any further business, then? You recognize the gravity of this task, Eloise. Of course, of course I recognize the gravity, and it's the least I can do for, given his unfortunate escape from these premises. We will not let you down. I truly believe that you will not. Well, I have other things to do tonight, and I'm sure you do as well. All right. Well, if there's anything further we can do, um, well, we, we remain at your service. If you require direct contact, you may leave a note at this address. Coded language only, please. Definitely noted, and I will keep this information safe. And with that, the prince takes her leave. So when she leaves, Eloise is going to turn to Melinda and kind of like grab her arms and like jump up and down. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. You. Melinda would be like, oh my, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, one f- final bit of business this evening. Jeffy's heist. Are you hanging around, uh, Shep, for all of this? You, you've made this decision, right? You've, you've, you're staying to see what happens with Jeffy. Yep. Basically, uh, I'm not going to do anything unless his shit goes sideways. Mm-hmm. So. All right. We'll see. Jeffy. Yeah. You waited out. The armored car pulls up. You are lurking invisibly nearby. The doors open and the guard steps out, followed by his partner carrying the bag. There are two of them. There are two of them and they are both armed. And as they open the door, does it appear... There are two of them and and by the way, there is a third driver who doesn't get out of the car. Right, the driver is in the front seat. Mm-hmm. But as they exit, like I can just stand next to them, watch them go by. As I glance in, does it look like there's money inside the truck as they walk so away? They wouldn't leave the door open, like unattended. So let me tell you what my, before we even started the scene, my intention mm-hmm. was to clock whether there was money in the truck, sneak mm-hmm. into the truck. Steal money mm-hmm. from the truck, hopefully not be seen. But if I am, so cl- 
clocking and sneaking in would have to be like one kind of almost fluid action because they that. are going to. Cl- okay. Um. So yeah, you would instantly clock that. Yeah, there are other other like briefcases of money, satchels of money, uh, stashed into the back of the truck. Um. And you very quickly, you don't have any celerity, do you? I don't, you don't have, have celerity. No. Okay. Um. So make a. This is going to be your dexterity. I and... wish. <laughs> you might want to rouse on this one. So dexterity I... and athletics, I believe. Three successes. All right, three successes. You were able to slip into the back of this armored car, and the door slams shut behind you. So at this point, I will point out your obfuscate is still not broken. Right. I'm invisible. You're invisible. And uh, as soon as you interact with something, though, your obfuscate will drop. Right. So, okay. <clears throat> so at this point, I'm in the truck. There's the only person that is in my vicinity is the guy on the driver's side of this truck who <laughs> doesn't know that I'm here. There right is now. a there is like a little window, but it's like a little window. Yeah. I, I mean, I picture it like it's like a movie, right? Where somebody's like driving the getaway vehicle and they're talking to their buddy who's back in the back of the truck. Right. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's. Hmm, hard to do it in character, so I'll just outline what I want to do. I'd mm-hmm. like to kind of figure out how much money per bag there is. If I can, I'm not a dummy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to grab kind of a significant amount of money. And if I'm clocked, I'd like to just tell the guy to forget that I'm here and run away mm-hmm. to the El Camino. Okay. Um, so make me a intelligence and either finance or streetwise to see if you can determine Ooh. how much money is in each bag. My streetwise is better. I don't suppose <laughs> you would uh, have like a financial aspect to trailer park specialization. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't, I didn't not for robbing so. armored cars. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, three successes again. So close to a crit. Three all right, successes. three successes. Very good. Um, all right, so you start grabbing bags of money, and you quickly determine that there's probably between ten and fifteen grand per bag. This is like a store's revenue for the day. Stores like Walmart. So there's there's a pretty big turnover in some of these, uh, especially in metropolitan areas. Um, so yeah, you, you estimate this probably roughly, you know, give or take seems to be around the same amount in each bag. Some of them are a little bit full, some of them a little bit less, um, but about, about 10 to 15. So Jeffy doesn't get greedy. He just grabs two bags, sees if he's <laughs> clocked, wipes his memory if he, if he, if he is, and then absconds with two so bags. Make a regular stealth check to see how quietly you can do it to see if you don't get clocked. Uh, so dexterity and stealth Dex on and that stealth. One. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just fucking nailing threes tonight. <laughs> I got another three? All right. Yeah. That's enough to beat this uh, normal mortal. Yep, that's three. And you are able to quickly and quietly slide out of the back of the truck. 
And I'm assuming you immediately activate your obfuscate Instantly. Again. Okay, so make another rouse check for that one. Still not hungry. And just in the nick of time, because you see the two guards walking out of the store, carrying the now full bag of money, as you head off into the parking lot. It might even take them a couple of stops to realize only two bags are missing, you know? I mean, I think I don't even uh, drive away until after I see them drive away as not to rouse suspicion. Yeah. And uh, after just uh, another minute or two, the truck pulls away from the Walmart, out the exit, back onto the highway. And I make my way back to the Bella Muerte. Right? Yeah, I assume I would have seen him as soon as he opened up the car door yeah if you were watching you knew you knew what his heist plan was <laughs> so in that split second um so you head back as well Shep yeah I'll be a little bit behind because I gotta go walk back to the Vespa alright so all in all you got about 20 grand uh, uh can I have a quick scene with Shep before we go of course you can yeah, because I know he was there. So I, I kind of want Jeffy to pull up next to Shep, who's going back to the Vespa and be like, hey, bud, want to ride? I borrowed Melinda's. Hey, uh, throw it in the bed, man. It'll stay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Eloise wanted me to be here in case things didn't go well, but good job. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, I figured. Uh, come on, let's get <sighs> let's get back and let's tell Miss Eloise everything we heard, right? Assume you were lurking around the Anarchs. Yeah, they got some uh, fucking crow person. Did you see that? <laughs> Did you see that crow? That was crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like that. Yeah. Looks like there's more going on than we're aware of. Yeah, I'll fucking say. Hey, but uh, I mean, that's something, right? Like, <clears throat> we can, I don't know... We can type, we can send that up the chain. There's a crow lady. Gotta watch out. She she leads the Anarchs, and oh man, I bet whoever found her would get a huge boon. Hmm. Kind of wish I followed them. Next time. Well. We know they meet there, right? I mean. I love that Walmart. I can keep my eyes out. <laughs> oh, fuck. If they're smart, that was a one-time thing. Oh. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, right. All right, well, we're almost back to the hotel. We might as well, uh, I don't know, bring this up to Miss Eloise. Yeah. And we pull up to the Bella Morte. So uh, Jeffy and Shep arrive finally at last around probably 2.30, 3 a.m. 
back to the Belmarte. What do we find Eloise and Melinda following the prince's visits a few hours afterwards? <laughs> There's a whole new like set of things on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> We're plotting. <laughs> yeah, so um, this is what uh, Jeffy and Shep walk into. Probably a bit of a celebratory mood between them. Yeah, uh, and I imagine Foxglove is with you guys now. I'm sure you've given her the news. <laughs> yeah, and there's probably... What? I feel like Eloise would have opened up a bottle of blood wine. <laughs> I think a while ago, we like took the personal stock. Surely Eloise has replaced that by now. Melinda and Foxglove were supposed to leave. Yes. Uh, so you... Uh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll narrate some of that for you. Basically, uh, he was just going to introduce you to the rest of the, the chantry tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow night, we'll have the, the big ritual. Um, so we'll say, uh, just for brevity's sake, yes, that happened. You guys uh, are back at the, the hotel and uh, plotting with Eloise. And celebrating. Okay. And then, celebrating, yeah. yeah, with some blood wine. So, uh, so you return to an era of celebration in the office. The blood wine is flowing. There's a whole new list of things on the board. You see, uh, I guess probably Shep comes in first, all pissed off like he usually is. And then Jeffy just comes in after with like slumped shoulders, like with two big bags of money in his hand, just like puts them on the floor. Like, there you go, Miss Eloise. Um, anything else? Yes. Yes. Um, thank you, Jeffy. Sit down. Um, and she's kind of looking at the, is it obvious that it's way more than, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's obvious that it's way more than $2,500. Well, Jeffy, I was going to have this conversation in, in private um, if you came through, but I think it's it's better if, if this happens with all of us here. You made a mistake, and granted it was a risky one, but you have made up for the wrongs that you've committed. And seemingly tenfold. So I want you to keep your chin up. Learn from your mistakes. But keep going, which is especially important right now because, well, the meeting with the prince went very, very well. And, well, Jeffy... You're looking at the new sheriff. And that's where we'll end the episode. <laughs>